Boat Trader, America's largest boating marketplace, offering easy financing and over 100,000 boat listings to choose from. Sell, find, and finance new or used boats on America's largest boating marketplace. Visit BoatTrader.com to get started. The only shooting stick with one-handed trigger pull adjustments has a new way to keep you at the top of your game. The Trigger Stick Apex. Built for sturdy support that adapts to unforgiving terrain with easy adjustments to make your big shots. With our Durasteady three-piece carbon leg design and interchangeable rock-solid clamp, nothing tops the Apex. The Trigger Stick Apex, only from Primo's. Here we go, boys. Go. Ooh, I love that sound. This is a good one. Well, hello everybody. Welcome to the Full Scale Outdoors Podcast. I am your host, Dale Lukenville. Thank you very much for joining me. Um, I think this might be a quick one. I don't have uh, a ton to go over as far as uh, your weekend recap and rant. Um, So last weekend, uh, the weekend following a tough beat on Maple, coming in 17th place. Took me a few days to recover from that one. But I'm, I'm recovered, I'm fully focused, and so we went into last weekend uh, with that focus and uh, ready to drill a shit ton of holes, which we did, and we hardly fished, um, just a ton, 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 ton of camera work. Um, Joel actually went ahead, and he, like, he started the drop pins, just looking at the map days ahead, and like, okay, I'm going to check this spot, this spot, this spot, this spot, and uh, so that was kind of a, a good idea. I did the more like, well, got to the lake, where am I going to go? And this time we did something we haven't really done before. We kind of divided and conquered. It's a, it's, Waconia is a deceptively large lake. You know, when you're looking at it on the on Google Maps and you're going through Twin Cities, you see Lake Minnetonka. Huge, sprawled out, expansive chain of lakes, water, you know, whatever. It's big. And then you go a little bit west of there and there's Waconia. And you're like, well... That's not very big. You're like that. That's what we're fishing. That little thing. And then when you drive there, um, because the very first time, so last Saturday was the first time I have ever been on that lake, summer or winter. I think it's the first time I've ever been in the town of Waconia. So uh, all new to me. So I'm driving there and I'm going around the lake. And as soon as you get to the lake, I was like, oh, this is this 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 is a pretty big lake this could be a challenge <laughs> so we get there we load everything up um dump the wheelers off and we start looking at the the map and i'm like man this is a lot of water to break down um i guess i'll go try over here <laughs> so him and austin went to the west i went to the east and then we decided to meet up you know middle of the day and uh didn't really find a lot uh did the first day of our scouting I think we can chalk it up to um, eliminating a lot of water is what it came down to, which is an important thing. The challenge with 
when you're scouting or your camera, you're doing camera work on kind of unproductive water or water you're not seeing, you know, maybe there's some fish, but not what you're looking for or whatever is you feel like you're wasting your time, but you're really not because checking off chunks, large swaths of water is actually a, a really good thing because um, tournament day, you're not sitting there wondering like, Oh crap! What about that spot over there? Like, no, I've been there. That's we can that whole area there. Psh, forget about it. So you have to just constantly remind yourself of that. Um, it was. It's an interesting lake because you start taking what I learned from Maple and you try to apply it to Waconia, and they're not. Uh, you know, at first glance, they don't look like they're that different. You know, the water is relatively clear there's some live weeds there's a lot of a lot a lot a lot a lot of dead weeds and you think you'd be like okay well the fish were here on maple they should be here in waconia not necessarily um but we did we did start to put together a little bit of a uh, a strategy we're starting to kind of figure out where we're finding fish where we're not finding fish and that's always important. Now, the devil's in the details. You get all the information you can, what type of weeds, what type of depth, what, you know, whatever. Um, and so then you can start to break that, you know, look at that lake map and go, okay, this is a, a structure type, an area where we found good fish. Let's look at the map, see where else this sets up like this, at least potentially, and then go check those spots. Um, so we ended up, our camera batteries started to die. We started fishing this one spot. We're like, well, and we hadn't fished all day. We're like, well, let's just fish um, for the last hour or whatever. And I actually started, you know, caught a couple decent ones. And in my opinion, it's a fairly obvious spot on the lake. Um, didn't think it was going to be a secret, but, I mean, there was no other holes around there when we were fishing it. Um, so we're like, well, maybe. We'll see what happens. Well, so Saturday rolls or Sunday rolls around, head back out to the lake. Um, you know, we compared notes. Today we decided we're like, all right, what's there are some large bays and, and stuff we need to break down and instead of full on divide and conquer, let's like let's stay relatively close to each other. We had two camera um two cameras going, two camera drills going, and so it's like let's just let's break this thing down. So that's what we kinda started to do. Um, going here, there, and everywhere, and uh, we tore this tore this huge bay apart um, that on the map looked like it could be really productive. But man, we just didn't really find anything. Um, but that was a good idea. Like we were, we gritted this thing. I mean, we punched a shit ton of holes, but didn't really didn't really find what we wanted. But again, that's not always a bad thing. It's like, all right, well, don't have to worry about that big chunk of water come tournament day. Um, so then, you know, we ran into a couple people out there. Sean Lanky and his son Hunter were there and, uh, you know, ran into some other teams. And I, I just love doing that and talking to them. And we actually, like, combined forces at one point in time as he had uh, live scope. Like, hey, we know what we haven't done is checked out some basins and some breaks. So let's go do that. So we, we ran out. There was, like, six of us. You know, we all ran out there. And, yeah, we're all competitors, but – you know, you you can you can find a spot or or together, you still got to catch them. So it's not that big of a deal. And so they went and they 
checked out this big basin, and then Austin and I ran up. We're like, okay, it was like in between these knobs or whatever. And so we'll go check the shallow spots. You guys check out the basin with the live scope, and uh, we'll see what we find. Well, there's a whole nother chunk of the lake I don't have to worry about, <laughs> at least when we checked it. Maybe that's one of those things where they move in in the morning or late at night or something, but, man, there was just like pfft, nothing. It was It was crazy. So back to the driveway. And then we kind of all dispersed again, went our separate ways, and um, checked off some spots. Um, Joel and I found a, a – There, okay, before we found that spot, we went to this other area that I started getting really excited about when I started drilling holes because I started to find cabbage, live cabbage, but it was very sparse. So I was like, well, shit. Um, and I just kept drilling holes thinking, oh, man, I just got to find that that thick clump of live cabbage, and there's the fish will just be stacked on that. It's going to be a phenomenal little secret spot. Maybe that clump exists somewhere over there, but I sure as hell didn't find it. I mean, we again, we drilled the dog shit out of this this area and didn't find anything that made me raise an eyebrow. So it's like, well, there's another swath of lake I don't have to worry about again going back to that whole thing about you know bad water fine eliminating water is good too but I'm getting real tired of saying that to myself it's time to find something and then so we did end up finding this super super small spot um about the size of a living room man I mean it was it was not not big at all but the fish were packed in there, and just we didn't fish it. We just just cameraing it and just looking like, okay, well, these look like good fish. They look like better fish than we've been seeing. And uh, really wanted to kind of do some size checking, but I'm like, nope. This is such a small area. I don't want to pressure these fish at all. I also don't want to draw attention to us. So we just uh, we abandoned. You know, we're like, let's get out of here. So we did. We just we we left that area. Um, it's not an obvious spot on the map, but I wouldn't be surprised if some other teams found it. So, like, you know, I mean, there's a reason I checked it out, to put it to put it that way. So, we'll see. And then, um, but that spot that we found the day before that, that we had fished, man, it seemed like every team was checking that spot out. So, again, the fairly obvious spot on the map, people were fishing it. And, and so, I don't know. I mean, it's a good spot but it's going to get a ton of pressure. I'm sure there's going to be some good fish caught off it. Come game time, not sure. It depends on what we find. we got one more day to scout. We'll see what we find. Um, but, boy, I'd rather not have to go to that. I mean, we're already calling it the community spot because I just feel like everybody knows about it. Um, so that's going to be a problem. I don't want to run into a thing that happened to us on Maple where – it's you know a good spot but the pressure is so much that it just you know knocks the fish out and i'm scrambling for you know we need to find some more spots so the one good little spot that we found tells me a couple things one i kind of know what to look for on the map so again it's time to really refine our search and two really got to drill out an area because honestly if you're if you're drilling you know every 50 yards you know going down a break or something excuse me you might actually miss that spot like you need to drill a ton of holes to find that spot on the spot so saturday i think that's what we're gonna do we got a couple other big chunks that we got to knock out that we haven't looked at 
And um, again, last the last time in Maple, you know, I just don't think we did a good job of checking off all of the water on Maple, and we are not making this mistake this this go around. Not guarantee, you know, it doesn't mean it's going to guarantee us any level of success, but at the end of it, at least I can walk away with going, man, we Swiss cheese this lake. We looked at everything, and it didn't go our way. I'll at least feel a ton better about that. So we're doing our damnedest to make sure that we have no regrets this time around as far as scouting goes. So we got some spots to check out. And then it's also that's also kind of the day where you go and check out some theories. At least that's kind of how I look at it. You know, forget their first thing in the morning when it, you know, kind of about tournament time and then go check out some stuff to get a kind of a time frame because some spots are very, you know, bite window oriented. Like the fish are here but only during this time. You know, and especially when it comes to crappies, you know, crappies can be notorious for you know, only biting really good the first hour or two of the day, and then they can get really tough. So then you concentrate on your bluegills. But there's been a few lakes where it's actually been reversed. In fact, um, that kind of happened to some teams on Pekegama last weekend with the UPL, where the pattern was go get your bluegills first, or well, otherwise you're screwed, and then chase the crappies. Uh, and that kind of happened to us the first year we joined Minnesota Made. And we had a morning bite bluegill spot. And we kind of thought we were rolling the dice. Um, because same thing, where we found these fish, I found them in the morning. And then, so I'm like, I wonder if that's just a morning spot. Sure enough, like we went there tournament day fished and we we're catching fish catching fish and then they just like shut off it's like whew, thank god we did that and we did have a little better than average um gill bag and then what bit us in the ass is we just couldn't find the bigger crappies and i mean i don't remember what we placed six or something so we didn't do terrible but um we were literally like one big crappie or two better than average crappies away from winning the damn thing so real close and so i was happy with their game plan then so point being back back to this it's like there are there are can be some time windows and uh an example of that would be there was a spot that i had found saturday midday that i you know was like okay i'll I'll drop a pin here this is like this isn't a great spot break class in case of emergency you know there's i found a random pot of four really nice gills like real nice but they were just cruising I tried to find them again, couldn't find them. They were just gone. The water they were in was like, I, why are they even here? I don't really understand. Uh, but close to that was this nice swath of nice live green weeds, and there was huge school of, of bluegills over it, but they were all tiny. I mean, they weren't they weren't the ones you want. In fact, I don't even think any of them would have been, like, weighable fish. I mean, they're tiny. And in the league, if you don't know, they need to be 7 inches. So this one, this had a ton of, like, dinkers in it. Um, but again, our camera batteries were dying that Sunday, and we had uh, we reconnected with uh, Lanky and Hunter, and we're like, "What well, should we go? Should go check over here? Go check over there? Let's just fish and see if there's you know whatever low light bite." And I'm like, "Well, I got the spot I found yesterday. It's not the greatest spot, but it'd be a good place to just run the day out, you know." Thinking, "Well, I don't want to give away any good, good, good spots." You know what I mean? Like, 
I, I don't mind sharing some information, but the information we usually share is like the type of water we found them in, and then you can go do your own homework and then find them. You know, I'm I'm okay with sharing stuff like that, but no one's no one in, in, as a competitor is going to give away a spot spot. You know, um, so we go out there, and as luck would have it, proceed to knock their faces off and with a lot better fish than I had seen in there. Uh, nothing like crazy great, so I still was like, well, you know, whatever. But I did catch one really nice pumpkin seed that I would be more than happy to have in our bag come tournament day. And then we even caught some crappies in that spot. So it's like, well, again, going back to that time thing, like I didn't see a single crappie when I cameraed this area. And there were definitely not this many fish. It was like every hole you drilled, you were just stacked with fish. It was it was crazy. So I have a feeling that that's a low light spot. So it could be a good starting spot. So, like I said, now we got to go kind of through the motions, try out some theories, and then you know for like the first hour, because you don't want to get busted fishing a good spot either. You know the kind of thing is like go there if you catch what you're looking for three, four fish or whatever, boom, bail. You don't want to sit there and, A, you don't want to beat on the fish that you're hoping to count on the next day, tournament time, and you don't want to get caught. You don't want, because some people do spy on you. Some, I mean, haven't quite seen it, but I'm sure there are a few binoculars in the old tool bag for a few people. Um, it is what it is. I, I mean, I ain't mad at it when you're gathering information. I mean, it's all part of the game, but... So try not to draw attention to yourself if you have a good spot. It's like, yep, they're here. Let's roll. Then it's going to be checking off those spots we haven't really checked off and then really refining our our search because, man, would I love to have two, three, four of those mini spots that we found in our back pocket just in case, you know, because I feel like if another team or two finds that spot, you know, it's going to be like who gets there first, um, the pressure could just change everything. And there's also the very real possibility that they're just not there. I mean, just because they were there last week means absolute dog shit the day of the tournament. They could they could totally change. Um, so that's another thing. We're going to have to do a quick drive-by on that spot. It's literally going to be like, drive, drill one hole, throw the camera down there. Are they there? Are they still there? Yep, they're not. Mm, damn, that sucks. Let's roll. Because yeah, <laughs> I don't want to draw attention to that spot at all that's gonna be like a spot i park away from it sneak up to it drill it see what i see hop back on the wheeler take off um so that's that's what we got that's what we found we're edging towards a decent uh strategy now i don't think we found anything that's like holy crap if this holds, we're going to run away with it. Like, I, I haven't seen a single fish that make, makes me go, oh, boy. So that's kind of a problem. We are running into a similar thing with there are some hybrids and, and pumpkin seeds in this lake that are definitely going to play a role because they just weigh more. They're just thicker. And we haven't really laid eyes on a bunch of those. So my, my spidey sense is tingling again. Very similar to maple, like okay, these are out here. We haven't seen them, so we're not checking. We're not checking all the spots. So that's another thing we got to put in the old um, to-do list this Saturday. Is like, come hell or high water, we got to find these things. At least lay eyes on a couple of them to know that we're in the right area. So that's where we're at for that. Um, as far as my weekend rant goes, I know I uh, I covered this last week. Um, 
I think in my rant and on the waterfall Wednesday. So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna spend a ton of time on it. But for Minnesota people, Minnesota waterfallers, make sure um, you follow that link. I posted it on my page. A ton of people have posted it. Nick Johnson posted it on his stuff. But they sent out a survey. DNR did of some notes that there are some uh, potential regulation changes. And I pretty much said yes to all of them, except for the authorizing of electric motors for WMAs, because I just, I think that one should stay, like, you should need to do your work. If you make it too easy, you can really spoil those with too many hunters, you know, too many chefs, spoil the pot kind of a thing. And I like the the idea of, of having, I don't even hunt them that much anymore, but I just, I like the idea of having to do a little work. You got to paddle in there. Like, I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. And I get that it would increase some opportunities for people, but it's also taking away an experience for other people that, you know, they like, there is something to be said about paddling out there in a kayak or a canoe, or you get that rowboat and you get the squeak of the oars as you're going, you know, there's, there's, there's something to it. That's an experience I think that, that, um, should be preserved, and so I think that's a great. Uh, hopefully, uh, that that's I'm I'm not gonna be mad either way. Let's put it that way. I mean, if they do, they do. If they don't, I just prefer that they don't. So that's the only one I voted no on. But I voted yes for everything else. Increase goose bag limit. Um, earlier start time and opening. Um, what well, a teal season for sure as Minnesota is the only state in the Mississippi Flyway that um, doesn't have a teal season. Which brings up another point. Um, Dennis Sanderson, the outdoor writer from Star Tribune, now uh, there's been a few times I don't really agree with what he has to say. Um, he was he kind of criticized the hell out of this thing. So uh, no promises for sure, um, but I'm going to reach out. I'm going to send him a message, and I'm going to see if we can't get him on the podcast and just have a little – talk about it, debate about it. You know, maybe he's, uh, maybe I'm off base. I don't know. So um, hopefully he's receptive to it. I think that'd be a great conversation because I'd like to just get, you know, it's one thing when you get people on here on the show and you, and you all agree like, yep, that's a great idea. Yeah. You're, you're amazing. You're a genius. Um, But I get a lot of value from actually sitting down with people that don't have the exact same ideas that I have and reasons why. And I think it's a good way to, uh, um, talk that out, and maybe we both moderate our views a little bit. I don't know. So I'm gonna reach out to him. I don't know if it'll, it'll go anywhere or if if he'll you know give me the time of day. I have no idea. But you know what? It can't hurt. So that's about all I got for you as far as a rant is concerned. Uh, concerned. It's not. It's been a quiet uh, quiet week for outdoor stuff. There's nothing really that uh, made me go. All right, guys. You know. Um, one thing, a word of caution for people up here in the upper Midwest. You know, ice has been kind of funky this year. Some places have really good ice. Even on um, Waconia, the the West Bay in Waconia is like 14 inches of ice, and I have never seen so many wheelhouses in a small area before in my life. Not even on Mille Lacs. Like, it, it is ridiculous. I can't even imagine what a fish is like swimming through the gauntlet of of hooks. I just imagine like this chandelier hanging down there and they're just like trying to weave their way around all the bait and the hooks and stuff. It's 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 insane. Um but 
that's a perfect example because they have 14 inches there and then there's an island out there and you go around to the east side of that island and I found spots where there was only four or five inches, which is fine for the wheeler, but those guys that are pulling their double, the tandem axle big houses out there with their, you know, three quarter tons, uh, I, would, I wouldn't venture too far. In fact, I saw a few light trucks that were going to some areas across the lake. I'm like, um, you went by like six inches of ice. So there are a few people that are rolling the dice, and I have seen some pictures on Facebook where they rolled the dice and lost. So, and, and I'm talking really far north Minnesota. So be very careful out there, everybody. Um, just even now, cracks are forming. You know, st- stuff moves around. These plates of ice move around. It's just like plate tectonics. You know, with earthquakes and everything else, like it, the same kind of stuff applies. So, just be really careful. Talk to the bait shops, talk to the resorts, get the newest information you can. And even if they give you the green light, proceed with extreme caution. Listen to your gut instincts. If you see some wet snow or something that looks shady, stop your vehicle, get out, drill a test hole. I mean, better to get there a little later than you had hoped, the fishing spot, than to not at all and drop that vehicle in. And it apparently cost a shit ton, and I'm not surprised to uh, have your vehicle recovered from the lake so keep that in mind the other thing is i just this is kind of a public service announcement more of an advertisement but i just got off the phone with dean from premier flight we're already starting to put together some plans for spring snow goose hunting in south dakota Um, i'm only hunting south dakota this year because of my tournament schedule that's all it allows the last the last event is uh, february 28th um, so that that shoots Arkansas, Missouri, pretty much depending on the weather. I mean, if this milder winter weather holds, it might work out good anyways. I mean, the the hell come March, first week of March, the birds might be in South Dakota already. So um, that's where I'll be. It sounds like he's already booked like a lot. So if you guys are thinking about booking a spring snow goose hunt, do not wait. Give Dean a call, Premier Flight Outfitters, um, right now, and uh, book a hunt. Come hunt with me. I mean, tell him, you know, I'll be, I mean, I like all the guides he's got down there, but, you know, if you're a fan of this show, you're listening to my voice right now, dude, come hunt with me. (laughs) I want to meet you. So uh, do that. Call Dean, tell him you want to hunt with me, and um, let's let's get this spring booked up. I don't even know what he's got for openings, to be honest with you. He he told me, he's like, dude, we're already, the first week's already shit stacked. So um, I wouldn't wait. I would not wait book book now it's 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 really not that far away we're already in the back half of january february be here before you know it and then boom i'm putting my ice rods down and i'm picking up the shotgun again so do not waste any time premier flight outfitters talk to dean tell him you want to hunt with moi all right guys that's all i got for you short and sweet this week um I'm not sure there's going to be a waterfall Wednesday. Nick is down in Oklahoma with Joe Heinz. I should just, I should just surprise call him and see what. Oh man, that'd be a shit show, but could be quite entertaining. Hmm, I'll think about it. But there's a fighting chance you're not going to get a waterfall Wednesday this week, so just pay attention to that. Uh, I do have some good full um, episodes coming up. I'll give you a little teaser for all your waterfall people. I should say the older waterfall people. For those that remember um, before the days of Facebook, when we used to go on hunting forums, Minnesota waterfowlers, that should be one that's familiar to everybody up here. Um, That was owned and run by a fellow named Matt Keller. 
and they put out some pretty cool videos back in the day. And, uh, I mean, that was like the hunting Facebook of its time. So I am been in contact with Matt, and we are scheduled to record Thursday night. So I'm very much looking forward to that. That one's going to be a really good episode. So stay tuned for that one. All right, everybody. Be safe out there. Hope you guys, whatever you're doing, catching a ton of fish. I'm not sure what there is to hunt right now. Probably just yotes. Um, but, well, in this state, who knows what's going on everywhere else. I know, Well, obviously, they're hunting down in Oklahoma birds. So if you, uh, all you hunters, just take a little trip. Go go, uh, go south. Say hi to everybody for me. All right, I'm rambling. Let's get, let's get the hell out of here. Um, whatever your passion, pursue it full scale. Mondays, head offshore with Captain Scott Walker and Steve Roger for breathtaking deep sea adventures. Coming to me, coming to me, coming to me. Double. He's jumping, he's jumping, he's jumping. Oh! oh. Look at that belly. Don't miss Mondays with Into the Blue. Brought to you by Academy Sports and Outdoors from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern. Tell a few fish stories along the way. On Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment. Don't miss Mondays with Into the Blue, brought to you by Academy Sports and Outdoors. Every Monday night from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment.